Hey there, your soon-to-be new favorite podcast, Equestrian Mastermind with Natalie Hummel, is brought to you by Ride IQ. Ride IQ is a mobile app with on-demand audio lessons taught by top coaches in eventing, dressage, jumpers, rider fitness, sports psychology, and groundwork. And your host, Natalie Hummel, is one of Ride IQ's sports psychology coaches. And some of the riders in the workshop are Ride IQ coaches as well. John Holling is a Ride IQ coach. Sinead Halpin Maynard is a Ride IQ coach. And one of the other riders is a soon to be announced Ride IQ coach. That means that you can take lessons for any level with these coaches so that you have guidance while you ride. There's a two week totally free trial. You can go to ride-iq.com to get started and try it for yourself. Now on to today's episode. Welcome to Equestrian Mastermind with Natalie Hummel. This is the fourth and final episode of Equestrian Mastermind. This series gives you an inside look into sports psychology workshops with top riders, Will Faudry, Tammy Smith, Sinead Maynard, and John Holling. If you haven't listened to any of the first three episodes, you should go back and start there. In today's workshop, the riders analyze the progress they've made. They talk about vulnerability, controlling their nervous systems, and the positive effects of having the group as a support system. This was recorded on Monday, July 17th, 2023, about a month after episode three. Please note this conversation includes mature language and discussion about losing a horse. We hope it's helpful. In our final session, the riders get vulnerable and things get emotional as huge life-changing events have occurred and are shared with the group. Listen as the group comes together to support each other through incredible hardship. This episode really shows the importance of building community and doing the work. Never could I have imagined that when we began that each person would go on such an incredible journey and come together in such a meaningful way. I hope you feel the love and the support and take what you need as well. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back, guys. I'm excited for our last episode. Today is really about wrapping this experience up, looking at where we started and where we are now, and maybe where we're still not completely free. And then we're just going to wrap it up with some acknowledgments and some takeaways. But I wanted to start with where you all started and where you're, you all are now. And I'm going to start with Will, because Will's top of mind right now. But Will, when you, the first episode, we talked about goals, all of us did. And Will, you were saying, I work with the best people, I have the best horses, and I still can't put my elbows in. And like, like I basically just want to be able to embody everything that I've learned over the course of my entire career. And you also were mentioning how you ultimately you would love to just come to an ultimate place of acceptance of this has been my career. I'm proud of it and I can be happy in every moment. Um, and then you said and then I asked you if that were the case, if you were happy and feeling successful and embodying everything that you learned, what would you want? What would you want to create? And you said, you know, some top level finishes. And we asked you what your blocks were. And you said that you just weren't 
good enough. Like you, you actually just can't develop the skills enough. And then I was just re-listening to the third podcast. And what I've really seen from that first episode to now is an ability to come back to neutral, to not buy into these stories of not enough and to not buy into these stories that I don't have instincts and I can't do the right thing. And that actually, when you can come back to neutral and create a system of coming back to neutral, that you have good instincts and that you actually do the right thing on cross country and that and show jumping learn to have the right instincts and it's just a dressage where you get stuck in story and that if you could have a system of coming back to yourself that you could start having good instincts and dressage the, the base is there and then you said in the last episode you're like i just had an epiphany it's like it's like if i can just put my feet on the ground and get grounded. Everything is naturally there. And like you felt looser and you felt like you could do it all. And so this is what I really have seen the arc with you is being able to get this confidence in yourself that you have it all. And it's really just about coming to you. So does that feel right? Like what you've been experiencing through this process? Yeah, you know, this this whole process has been, I'm not going to, use the word epiphany, but it, it's been a, an eye-opening experience to hear, you know, I've got three other of my friends and colleagues who I deeply admire and respect. And I hear we all have struggles. So yeah, you know, it is, it is about coming back to neutral. It's about coming back to that point where for me, what this process has really taught me or the, this, these episodes have taught me is to be able to come back and look not at my colleagues and friends, but look at me. And that's been, I've never done that. I've never put myself in a position to come back and look at me. I've come back and I've watched Tammy go and get a, you know, at 12 in the dressage. I've watched Sinead come back and go finish second at Burley. But I've never took, taken a step back and watched me and, and he's vocal. So, yeah. So coming back and looking at, at, at me is a, is a new, a, a, a very different, um, mindset and view to look at and very scary. <laughs> very scary but also is what is useful is like staying oriented to yourself. What's happening in reality? How do I, well, I'm the, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm the only one that can live my life. So I better look at it and figure out what direction I want it to go. Mm -hmm. And, and, and figure out, and you're going to best be able and equipped to do that when you come back to neutral. I thought of this analogy watching that documentary that we were talking about, like, you know, an athletic stance, that like really neutral, everything's like ready. It's like ready to go forward momentum. And really what we're doing with like our nervous system is like emotion, stress, pressure takes us out of that athletic stance, either too forward or too fast, hyper or hypo. And it's really about a system to come back to that athletic stance so that we're present and able to handle whatever comes up. And so for you, I feel like it was in the past, you were looking outside of that of like, someone put me back to neutral, somebody hit me back to neutral. And what you're really doing is taking self-ownership and like, I can put myself in neutral. And when you do, you have really good results. 
Yep. So cool. Okay. Yeah, that's been awesome. And do you you have one? And I'm going to ask this for everyone. Do you feel like you have like one tool that's been, or not that we've done an episode, but anything that's helped you get to that, or has it just been the reflections from your friends? I think the reflections from from these guys. I don't think that there's one specific tool other than being very authentically looking at me. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to do. One thing I hate more than anything is arrogance. And mm. so I think there's a fine line between arrogance and confidence. And, um, you know, it's, it's conditional and one is a deep sense of okayness. Yeah. And, and yeah, a deep sense of, okay. Yeah, no, exactly. And so I think that it, yeah, I've looked at, I've looked at that and I, I see that, that line. And it's funny, I was talking to Ab Lufkin, my sports psychologist, just this past week. And I, I was saying something about, you know, the Wimbledon final was today and I'm a huge chess fan. And Svitolina, who she's from Ukraine and she made it all the way to the semifinals or quarterfinal. And I was saying to her, I said, oh my God, like, this is my problem. Like, if I was playing that, like she's from Ukraine, her country's in a war. I have such empathy for that. I would just want her to win for that sake. And Ab goes, yeah, but you're playing your game. So you play your game in that moment. And what the result is, is what the result is, but you're just playing your game. And that was a a cool thing for me to hear because I, I, I do, I become very empathetic and I become very un, I, selfishly undeserving. And I want, I want what's better for everybody else. Uh, you know, I'm a people pleaser. Thank you to my mother. And, um, you know, that's a hard thing to, especially as a professional athlete, that's a, that's a, I would much rather peace and everybody happy than one than triumph and so that's something that it's not you know winning to me i guess the the biggest thing i've taken away from this these episodes is that winning is not such a personal triumph as it is a celebratory thing because we all did our best on the day that's so good that's such a good reframe and i would really question if you have the ability to affect how people feel about themselves and uh, their outcomes. Like, I would really question if you, if we are that powerful. Because it's been my experience that people are in control of their emotional experience. And actually, when we allow them to have whatever it is, they can take care of themselves. Yeah. I would question that. But you said something really important before we move on is like you releasing that shame and that self-doubt. And that will be really important for you because that's what will help you keep you in your game to be oriented to yourself so then you can use all of your instincts and all of your training. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. So good. Thanks. Well, I'll just go, I'll do the boys. John, so when you first came, the goal was to maximize what time that you feel you have left in the sport maximize your business maximize your professional like sports performance goals and what you thought at the time would get in the way what you thought the block was was that you couldn't keep a force or the program wouldn't keep a force together for that long to be good 
long enough to be good at the top. That's what you, I first said the block was. And then what I saw you realize over time was that actually your biggest block was caring what people were thinking and perceiving of you and not trusting your program and, and not just believing in yourself, your horses and your program and looking outside yourself. And actually what Will said, I was like, this is so good for John. Is like that's that staying oriented to yourself, really looking at what's happening to yourself, feeling like you can take complete ownership of the, the program, the processes and have confidence in them and just take the feedback. And then you had last time, I don't know if you remember this, but you're like, I'm, I'm a Sith Lord. And you're like, I can use this anger <laughs> instead of like putting an hour, I can like feel it and channel it and change it. And you were even said, I'm going to have to come up with my name. Have you thought of one? Uh, I looked it up a little bit. It's not as easy as I thought. I'm going to have to do a little more research into my Sith name for sure. But I have embraced the dark side. So that's good. You have embraced the, the dark side. Yeah. I even wore my black hat. Ooh. And gray yeah. shirt. Nice. Yeah. Um, but really what I've seen in you is an ability to like take complete ownership of what you're wanting and staying within your own experience and being able to like your desires as a performer matters, but how do I deal with all the things that come up in, in fatherhood and being husband and how do I handle that and perform what I, what I saw in the last episode was, oh, I can actually just feel this and channel this and let this energy actually keep me more present in what I'm wanting to do. Yeah, no, for sure. So I think like for me, I'm not sure if this is the question or not, but I'm going to go and you stop me and redirect me as needed, please. Like doing this whole thing that like Will said has been really helpful because I listened to these three super successful competitors who I look up to and to be honest, am envious of things that they've done in their career that I wish I would have accomplished in mine more quickly. Um, but it's still coming. And then sort of see how they've, all three of them have done it in very different ways, right? And sort of has made me think like, okay, so if Sinead's had her great successes doing it her way, and Will's had her his great successes doing it his way, and Tammy has done it from California, which uh -huh. I tease her about, and she likes to give me a hard time about, see, look at her, look at her, she gave me the finger, but like has done it very much Tammy's way like she hasn't given into the pressure of you you know have to move to the east coast and do it this way she's been confident at least externally the whole time saying this is how I'm going to do it I know I can be successful from here it's a great place and this is what's going to happen and actually Tammy said I think it was on here at one point how she was talking about Will Coleman and how mm -hmm. he yeah. kind of does his own thing and shows up and is super successful and that that actually stuck with me a little bit because I do see everybody off sort of getting their horses prepped their way. And I think it's only natural that you're like, oh gosh, maybe I need to do a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that. And I think for me, it's just, it's been, it's been helpful to sort of just be able to sit back and say, you know what, like I actually have done this for a very long time. I've been fairly successful with a lot of horses. I've brought plenty of horses up the levels over the years and I do know how to get that done. Um, I'm super lucky that right now I actually have a barn Full of super horses, but I actually believe in every single one of them. And so I think it's just, I mean, it's just been sort of reaffirming what I hoped and giving me the confidence to say, yeah, no, I, I can, I'm set up for great things in the near future here with all of these horses and not at least right now being concerned with, oh gosh, what is, 
this person think or that person think, or should I go do this, that, or the other? And instead just kind of have the confidence to say, I'm going to channel my inner Tammy and do it my way and uh, be successful. Yes. And that's exactly, I wrote down takeaways that I would want all of you guys to take away. And that's exactly what I would want you to take away is like that inner authority. Like there is no, and this kind of goes into what I was going to say to Shanee. It's like, there's no one size fits all to success. And really we have to take this ownership, which actually takes a lot of vulnerability and confidence, but like ownership in our path and using the support we need, but having our own program and taking taking failures and setbacks is just an opportunity to learn and like okay i can take that i get it understand but from this inner authority and so i love that that's what came and i i also remember tammy talking about well how he just goes and does his own thing and then it shows up and it's like it's incredible yeah and i yeah hope that for all of you that's so see tammy i listen to what you say we all should. <laughs> um, Sinead, and because this kind of goes off with what you guys, Vaughn's uh, thing is, Sinead, your original goal was to try to get structures and systems in place to uphold a high performance business and operation. And, and in the beginning, we were really wanting feedback about how to do it. And then you actually had your own insight because you went to Wellington and, and I forget who it was, but said like, hey, look, all these people have completely different programs and they do it their way. And you have complete authority to do it your own way. And I saw that you did that in the last episode. We talked about wins and you're like, actually, my syndicate's going really well. And we have the new syndicate and I have the new mayor. And I was like, wow, that's such an important reflection to you is that you are doing your way. And you are doing it in your own time, in your own authority. And that if you keep showing up the way that you are, getting the support, constantly learning, if there's no way it couldn't be successful. And what I've really seen is, is like wanting to look outside and then starting to take ownership of what it means to have a high performance business and what it means to have self-mastery and greatness. And I've watched you redefine that to such a much purposeful more inner experience of like in every moment there's a chance to show up complete presence and that's greatness and that's mastery and i think that's such an important turn and when we are focused in our authority and we can take all the feedback we put ourselves in such a position to grow and so that's what i've seen with you and, and such an ability and a willingness to learn and feel what you're not comfortable feeling with and from that kind of Similar to Will, being able to trust your instinct and stay in the game with your horse without authority. So that's what I'm saying. I, I kind of feel like coming into this, I was probably at the height of my, um, like it probably highlighted some of my uh, need for other people's feedback, kind of how we started. And I thought, oh, I'll just get all my friends together and drag them into this thing because it's on, you know, I'm doing this and it's really working for me. And I want everybody to, be involved in this and then all of a sudden you guys all said like okay we'll do it and then I was like shit don't do it what if they hate it they don't want to be a part of this and then I found myself being incredibly like anxious and honestly in the first little bit um kind of thinking more about like panicking a little bit more about the situation than you know just kind of partaking and being present in this um and then probably after that first session i realized like i just needed to you know basically like get a grip basically one of the things that's been so great is is really realizing that 
we all kind of have obviously similar careers, similar goals, but recognizing how different we're all going about it did actually give me a ton of confidence to appreciate. And like Will said, kind of look into what I'm doing. And then like kind of John said, have some confidence in my program. And then in all of this, one of the big takeaways for me is that I want to enjoy every bit of it. I don't want to just enjoy like this, you know, the goal of getting there. I want to actually enjoy the whole, the whole part of it. And that obviously has highs and lows to it of the day, but I mean, the majority of the time I want to enjoy the process. I want to, to kind of have those small successes and small wins throughout every day and feel very present in each situation. I'm in. And with that um, expectation, it seems like, the horses are going better and the people in the community are more enjoyable. And when I'm sitting at like chatting with all of you guys, I'm more like just taking it for what it is instead of thinking, I hope this mastermind is a big success and everybody else loves it. You know, I'm like, well, if they don't, then, <laughs> no. Um, so that's been a big, um, yeah, it's just been kind of cool. I love that you've used this process to get more free like what a great way to show up to this process. And that's how I feel, or that's what I've seen the pattern of successful people is they use everything for them. Like if they're feeling the need to make everyone happy, they don't just then act on that need. They get free from that need and come back and then create from that okayness. And that's really what happens. That's really like the opportunity here is how do we get back to ourselves, too neutral inside of ourselves from psychology and our nervous systems and create from that. And so that's, I love that you got that. Hi everyone. I wanted to take this opportunity to give you some inside information on what makes Tota Saddles different. This new Tota Freedom Jump Line, which we were lucky enough to help design, is contoured away from the shoulder and the shoulder muscle, not only to allow new freedom of movement, but it encourages a more uphill balance and an and effortless comfort for the horse. The new balance puts the rider in harmony in a connected and powerful way. One more amazing perk of this saddle is that it has a metal tree, meaning you can fit it to any horse you have now and any horse that enters your barn in the future. At Copperline, we pride ourselves in a progressive horse first approach. And when we met Charlie and learned that his TOTA comfort system was founded on an understanding of the horse's biomechanics, maximizing performance and the total comfort of the horse, we knew we had to work with this team. Please check out the Dressage Connection or follow the Tota Comfort System on Facebook or Instagram. Like many guests on this podcast, one of Tick and my main motivators is to reach our full potential in high-performance horse sports. Our belief and strategies are rooted in horse behavior and exploring what's possible in the human and horse relationship. This journey is not possible without our community. We are excited to announce a few seats at the main table, as well as an easy access point to Copperline Farm and horse ownership. Check out the Ace Syndicate and the Journey Syndicate at CopperlineEquestrian.com. Find out about the horses these syndicates own, the difference between A and B shares, and how you can experience horse sport as part of our team here at Copperline. And if you'd like to listen to In Stride ad-free, please head on over and sign up to be a member at Ride IQ. And now back to the podcast. Uh, and then Tammy, this is like one of the most incredible arcs. And it's 
amazing that we all got a front row seat to this and listening back was so incredible your your goal was to be to win and have a couple of top placings at the at um some big event and you said and i asked you what do you think will get in the way of that and you said honestly just not i haven't failed enough like it's not time if you look at the best people and you brought up Tim Price, like you failed and failed and failed, and then you finally succeeded. And then you also brought up like not and like being nervous in a sense, or I don't know if that's the language you use about license here and chaos. You said I could do everything right and things could still go wrong. So when we did the visualization one, you said it was mostly just a relief. Because I just was, I didn't feel that joy. I just felt like, okay, I did everything right, but still at any second, something could go wrong. And some other things that I picked up in your journey was you said, you know, you wanted to be an inspiration for West Coast people, for women. You're like, I want to show that a woman can actually compete with men at this level and at your age and from your background. You're like, I just want to be an inspiration was was part of your whole thing and it's been wild that life has has just shown you and all of that like you are such an inspiration it went from that to you winning Kentucky as a woman like setting this new precedent coming winning and then not only that but then having to deal with life's inherent chaos like no worse situation and having to deal with that and the way you handled that and still showed up for your forces, your owners, your team, and really, whew, it's like incredible. I have my hairs are standing up. The way you showed up, the way that you use life to get more free and to fully stay present and show up has been absolutely incredible to watch. And then one other thing I'll add to that is there was a part of you that felt like you didn't belong because of this California thing and because of this misperception of who you are. And I feel like this, these episodes, how I've been able to perceive you as someone that belongs so much and how everyone really respects and admires you. And how could they not because of the way you show up and how, how you use everything for you. Incredible. It, well, thank you. That's kind of humbling to hear, but I don't know. What am I supposed to answer? I, it's been, I will say that this process, um, was, I was very, had a lot of intrepidation, is that intrepidation, um, of what this would, you know, and how it would make me feel because I, um, I don't, I don't really know why I've been able to incorporate uh, my thought process or coping mechanisms. I'm not really sure how I've been able to do that. Um, in my lead up to Kentucky, uh, I would, I would say that, you know, this, this exercise that we were doing almost made me feel more vulnerable and made me feel things more I've ever allowed myself to, which was a little bit scary. And I think overall, it's made me question, you know, from from the first episode that we did until now, it's made me really open my eyes and question what the purpose of what I'm doing. And yes, I, I want to be an inspiration 
and I I want to be successful. But ultimately, like when those things happen, like how do you actually achieve happiness in in what we're doing? And um, so it's been I think almost more difficult for me uh, doing this exercise because I've felt more than I've ever felt. I think in my life and I've had more questions about what I'm doing more than I ever have. Um, and losing my horse. I mean, <clears throat> I said this kind of at the beginning of the show, like I, I texted Sinead cause I was like literally on the, I mean, I was just poor. I was in a really bad state. Um, you know, like Will, I spoke to Will and he, you know, kind of, I'm just calling him sobbing and nothing was kind of getting me back. You usually I kind of bounce back after something that really upsets me and it was just not. And so I called Sinead and I said, do you think Natalie could help me? And she said, absolutely. And so speaking to you, like leading up to Aachen was something that I've never done. I think that it made me realize how important this kind of work is to become a better version of yourself, not just as a top athlete. Will we do shut your dog up? For- I think it's it's shown me how important an exercise like this is, but it's actually a scary place to be, and I don't I don't really know um, moving forward. Like I don't I don't I'm kind of I'm struggling, you know. Like uh, I was able to compartmentalize my my original performance at Aachen for the most part not as much as I wanted to but I was able to get through that but then afterwards I like all of this work has actually created something in me that I've never felt before so that I'm not even quite sure how to like how to how to feel about what I'm doing and I don't I don't know if that's I don't know if that's the right words but it's i'm struggling like i'm really i'm really struggling with this all but the exercise i think it's better for me as a person but um ultimately but from a like for future i i'm really having a hard time kind of piecing it all together all like i i don't i don't want to be an inspiration anymore (laughs) like i'm like with that comes some very traumatic things, you know? Oh, you you fought through that and you got through it and you were successful. It was like, I mean, it doesn't feel like success, if that makes sense. Because if I could trade, I don't know, it's, it's um, I kind of liked person when I had a black heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and- so this is, I know it's, it's better for me. And in the long run, I'm going to go out better. And I'll probably find the right purpose. Maybe I haven't really, you know, I thought that doing this for, you know, where I'm at and for all those people who didn't feel like they could or didn't have the right you know, the right start or the right perfect story or I thought I was for that reason. And 
And now that we're here, it doesn't, I don't know that I've done it for that reason. I, I'm struggling to know what reason I'm doing it for. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just to say all what you've, all what you've been through would, would absolutely, as it should, make you ask, um, would make you ask all those questions. And it's not that you don't want to be an inspiration. It's that you want to avoid feeling what you feel right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's not that you don't want to do this. And well, it's a good question and we can answer it later, but it's that you don't want to feel what it, what this feels like. And when you give yourself time, feel this, what this is, you'll come to really true answers. But we can't make a we can't make any decisions in uh an avoidance of an avoidance of feeling this way. Yeah. This you did and often it's like it's it's not about getting away from this, it's about turning into it. But right now it's it's really hard because you have all these questions and it's you have all these sensations that are really horrible to feel. And it's like, oh, if I could just not do this, then I wouldn't have this horrible feeling. And so we're thinking in order to not have this horrible feeling, I can just not do this. But really, once you can sit with what you're experiencing and have freedom from that, you can have freedom to anything. And it might be that you continue and continue at the top. And it might be that you, I, don't, I mean, I have no idea what your authentic path would, would be, but I know in my mind, I can think that the plan that I have for what I want to do and how I proceed and how I, my plans for life are and what life's plans always seem to be very different than I think we can all experience. We've all experienced that, what we personally plan for our lives and what our lives actually end up being. It is often different. It's just how do you go keep going through these super high highs and super low lows and and experience this when you just like be kind of in the middle. It's a scary yeah. it's a scary place to be. I mean I almost feel life is cruel. You know, how do you how do you win Kentucky and then you lose your horse two weeks later, it's just like or three weeks later, it's like what a what a uh brutal what a brutal universe. Um and so processing all of that, I will say, like, what I will say is that this, what we have been doing, which I have never spoken to a sports, really spoken to a sports psychologist. I've talked to somebody a couple times throughout my life or a therapist or whatever. It's not been a regular thing for me. I will say that I've just found how important this kind of work is to kind of get you through all of it. And so, I mean, I don't know that I would have gotten through, you know, Aachen if, if we hadn't have been doing this. I didn't even know who to reach out to. So it's, I guess, things happen the way they're supposed to happen. So, yeah, they do. They happen. They, I mean, they happen in reality how they happen. And yeah. it's our work to me uh, with whatever that causes inside of us. And I think that what you've just gone through is incredibly uh, impactful and transformative and you're not out of it. 
just because yeah. you showed up to often and you were able to compete and, and pull that out doesn't mean that that then it didn't come back and that the yeah. sensations and questions didn't come back and it doesn't mean that you don't want to do this or want to do it in the same capacity it just means that well your experience is incredibly comfortable I hear you and I hear what, and I totally understand the questions and, and the perspective. And I think I, I think of anything, I wish I would have kept reaching out. I didn't, I, I should have, uh, in hindsight, but I like to give people their, their space, but yeah, I just, I should have known that after a back end of a competition like that, that there would be a lot of emotional stuff and I was waiting for the invite, but I didn't, but I wish I I'm like, I'm here. Like, I'm so happy to sit with you and I need this. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's so, and I meant to say like, you're so inspiring because not just all what you've been able to accomplish, but how you show up to things and how vulnerable you actually are and how willing you are to be in the hard stuff. That's really what I mean by how inspiring you are. I mean, listening back to the podcast from the beginning, your ability to sit here, stay so open take what you can, even when you really do have an incredible mindset already, that's what I really meant. And I, I know that what you're going through, I know that you're going to use it and that your life is going to be absolutely better and for it and honoring of the relationship you've had with your animal. And we just have to spend more time getting to that point. You don't have to do this alone. You're not meant to. Kumbaya, my Kumbaya. I mean, I just feel like you should have gotten to sit in some glory for a little longer after Kentucky. <laughs> That's the cruel part for me. I just, all of it is, um, I don't know. And grief is so such a tricky thing because I agree. It just doesn't, it just doesn't go away, but I, I don't know. I mean, after um, after I lost my dad, I actually realized that I will make more of an effort to go to funerals than to go to weddings because I actually found that um, nobody even needed to say anything to me at the funeral, but just having people just there with my grief, just I just like because I couldn't say anything like, no, I, I didn't even know how to cope, you know, like I didn't know how to, I still obviously, <laughs> but it's still with me. But I, just that I felt like people could see how much I was struggling and I didn't have to tell them, you know, because I'm real, I was really good at carrying on just like you really good. And because you just don't really have a choice, like you've got lessons to teach and horses to ride and things to do. And then you're just like, what is the fucking point? You know, but yet you still keep showing up, even though you're like a robot, you know, and you're like looking from a different, um, you know, like I always felt like I was just like on this other side of a screen, like just going through the motions, like, and I was like watching myself talk, watching myself do the work, watching myself show up, but it like was not me. And it helped, it like helped share the, the grief of it. So you're so close to so much, like such a huge swing, like such a huge swing of success and fit like the top and the bottom end. It's just actually insane. And like, there's no way that you're even going to know why or how, or be able to process it. At, like, 
I don't know if you ever will be able to, I don't know if any of us will be able to, but I don't think it's, you know, it's not either or it's not that you paid a penalty for winning and you lost, you know, like they're so not, they're just so, even if it feels like that. They're so far apart. I, so I flashed back to 2008. Um, My sister had, she got diagnosed with cancer in May of 08 and she died six, well, she was buried actually six months to the day of her diagnosis. She was diagnosed May 26th and she was buried November 26th. And really, she and I were really close and we were in the, I'll never forget it. I was so pissed off. Well, for a lot of reasons, but we were in the church and my, my, obviously my whole family was there and we're at the funeral and the, the preacher says, so Kristen's parents are going to come up. That was my sister, Kristen. Kristen's parents are going to come up and say a few words. My dad was a complete wreck and my mom turned around and looked at me and she goes, go, go say something. And I'm like, seriously, I'm going to fucking need therapy after this. And I walked up there and I, I remember stepping on the area and I flipped pretty obviously. But anyway, I got up to the, to the thing and I had no idea what I was going to say. And I stood with a little microphone and I was looking at the casket of my sister and I said, the only thing I can think of to say is Audrey Hepburn said it best and that a true woman knows when to bow out. And I didn't know California, Tammy, but I know that from what you have said and from who you are and your strength, and she was not going to be a pastoral ornament. And she tipped her hat and said, I can do so much more for you from somewhere else, which is the last line that my sister ever said to me. So a true woman knows when to bow out. That's so good, Will. Yeah. That she can do more from the other side than here. Still a partner, still the energy, just different form. But yeah, Sammy over here. And I I know they're saying that grief, it will be your own experience. It'll be your own experience, but the way through it is in it. I really trust that you'll navigate it really well. And we're all here. You never get over it. You just learn to live with it. I just feel, I, I feel like the, the great thing that came out of this is that I feel like that stuff like this isn't, isn't widely talked about. And I think that we are all very vulnerable in doing it. And it was really uncomfortable. And at the beginning, like felt a little bit silly in some ways, but, but I never came away from any of these, these calls with everybody not feeling better, you know, not feeling like, wow, that was really useful. And I mean, it's probably more generational that, you know, you don't, you're not allowed to kind of embrace your feelings. You have to just like suck it up and keep going. 
Because I feel like now it's almost the opposite. You're not allowed to keep going. You're supposed to just feel all the things. And if you need to call in sick for two weeks, then you're allowed mm-hmm. to do that. And so I I think that, that the really wonderful thing about this is that um, it'll help a lot of people, I think, to see that being vulnerable is, or is a good thing, even though it's really hard. Yeah. And I don't like being vulnerable for the sake of being vulnerable. And I don't like feeling my feelings for the sake of feeling my feelings. I only like them and only do it because it's effective. Because you can be a tough athlete and you can love your experience of life. Like you can be a a high performer and you can love that experience where it was kind of like one or the other. And really honoring your biology, this nervous system that you have and your psychology. If you know how to do that. It's and it's like how we did uh and and before Akin, it's like we don't just sit in the feeling, you feel it enough to where you're neutral yeah. and you move on. It's yeah. like it's not that, this- that was really a good exercise. I I hadn't ever I mean, I knew you were saying those things in the previous sessions before, but it never fully resonated mm-hmm. until then, you know, because I could actually really sell like I think when you said it takes what thirty seconds to feel an emotion, ninety, it, ninety, and and then and then be able to move on. I think like it was it it was really what helped me kind of get through it because even all day I would feel I would just have this extreme amount of emotion come over me, and instead of pushing it away, I you know I took a minute and felt what I was feeling, and then I was able to. And it, and every day it got better and better. And honestly, I've been pretty good until I saw you. I think it was probably seeing you, maybe post-traumatic <laughs> stress or something. <laughs> you make sense. Well, it's it's true. It's like it, because it, and it'll and it it can work in a good way too. When you see me, then you feel more regulated, and that's why it's like helpful. Yeah. It's like I go to competition. <laughs> It does the it does the opposite when when we're yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah probably and probably the languaging that maybe I was using because I wasn't totally aware like the wiring and blah blah, blah maybe all that was like oh this is bullshit I feel like shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but the, the the I the biggest takeaway in all of this is just getting good at and I. I, if there was a better way, if there was a way to get where I want everyone to be without feeling your feelings, I'd be the first one to not do it. Like I, I was so avoidant. Like I, I'm, I resonate with Sinead. Like I'm like, oh, this is like horrible. But I just, when I understood the nervous system, I was like, oh, this is the way out of it. This is, and then you arrive back in this neutral place and all of your brain is online and you can perform what you need to do. And so it's like, it's not, I, I'm not for like sitting in emotions for the sake of sitting in emotions. And I'm not like wanting to uh, have emotions just for it. It's just, it's, it's the most effective way to like learn how to feel sensation and then come back to that neutral place and then be able to perform. And what we don't realize is how much of our thoughts and how, how much of our life is dictated from an avoidance of like so much it's incredible that you guys are all as successful as you all have been 
in like in an avoidance of and then just imagining when you're using every ounce of your biology and psychology towards what you're trying to do instead of avoidance imagine what you'd be able to create and do and that's kind of the whole point can i ask a question yeah this is maybe slightly off topic but i'm just curious is this how like if you were doing a session with a Mm -hmm. client do you do groups like this ever or is it always one-on-one i don't do groups with type with like your level no because this has been doing it with these three guys three people i think has been incredible like yes i'm not super comfortable that this is like going out to the world but i'm super comfortable talking with Sinead and Will and Tammy. And like, for me, it's been super helpful. Well, yeah, of course, of course, that's goes without saying. But like having other victims like me here going through this, actually in hearing sort of their challenges and the similarities and differences and all that, that's probably been the most useful part outside, aside from you, obviously, Natalie. That's been the, the most useful part is actually like, doing it together and that made me a little bit worried at first too because i was like oh man like these are my friends i've known them for years but they're gonna see like weird stuff about me i don't really want them to know and then so is the rest of the world and i'm not so cool with the rest of the world yet because i probably do still care what other people think but it's been really helpful having these three guys here and hearing them and then having them give feedback i'm sorry i said you could call us ladies yeah, whatever. These three people, yeah. um, these yeah. three gals. That was like the point. That's the point of the mastermind. And it there's benefits to one to one, and there's benefits to group. And one can't give you the other thing. And that was when Sinead and I were talking about it. The group, the group I have, the groups that I do are all like they're amateurs, and it worked. It's incredible though. It's an incredible what they accomplish, and then they get more advanced, and then I break them into smaller groups, and it's incredible. Like they're incredible, but I've never done one with like all high performance. I've always done high performance people separate because I thought they wouldn't want to be vulnerable in front of their friends. And <laughs> and that was yeah. the idea. And I really <laughs> awesome. Sorry, guys. And, yeah. No, I and think it, it was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt the same way. Like when I was even listening back to the ones that I had, all the three other ones before I came. I was cringing at me the whole time because I was so insecure and I'm not used to that sensation (laughs) that much anymore. And I was so insecure being in front of all of you guys. And I was like, this is such a weird position. People are normally like paying me and they have to go on a wait list and then they have to, and having to be in this situation was really uh, super challenging for me. And I felt really like these are all people I look up to and like have looked up to for so long. It was such a weird experience for me. But the more we, did it the more I got more like okay this is okay and and you guys were all getting something from it but yeah this is this has been great you guys have been I texted Shanee before this I was like thank you so much this has been such a privilege I'm so deeply grateful to have been able to do this with you guys been incredible and I think too it's been for me it's been a reminder and and real blasted in bright lights that the old adage of don't meet your heroes is such a false expression mm. because meet them like Tammy, John, Sinead, they're heroes of mine. I look at what they've all done 
And we all hide behind our own insecurities. And what a relief that I'm not alone in that. And I think that that's a, you know, a powerful point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, meet, meet it's, yeah. It's so, it's so funny. Like I was, you know, even in, <laughs> like, even how, um, it, it's like how you, it's given me more empathy towards everyone. Honestly, like a lot of people that I'm chatting with, that are going through different experiences because you think about how can I say the same thing to somebody that like, like I'm talking to them, like I really, um, like I want the best and I care about them and that you guys are all like, again, heroes, peers, friends, competitors. I want you all to, to win and be amazing and be successful and be happy and all of those things. And I also want to be there if you need help or want to chat or you want honest feedback, because I would, I would give it to every single one of you with complete love and, and want it coming from the best place and that you would know that, you know, that I, that, and I, you know, it's like funny, even when John texted the other day and said, you're going to kill me because I can't do this call. And, uh, and I honestly was like, for a hot second, I was like, oh man. And then I was like, it's okay. We can, I, I promise. I was like, we can figure this out because like everybody's super busy. And I said that to John, even though he was a jerk and didn't respond. Um, but I, I said like, look, everybody's doing their best and everybody's got a lot of shit to do. And you wouldn't be where you are if you weren't busy. So like, we'll figure it out. It's no big deal. And, and we did. And so I appreciate you guys so much for, for making the time and coming together because I, I just think this is awesome and we don't have to do this on the air anymore, but we can, we can keep it up. You know, I think that this will be a, a something I would like to utilize going forward with all of you guys. One thing that made that you just said that yeah. is, that is part of it once you all get really the, the safeties there is the honest reflection back, which is so helpful because we have blind sides and holes and things that we don't see. And uh, it's so good. We learn through mirrors, we learn in relativity. And that's part of the brilliance of it is to have somebody near back to you with complete love, like, oh, this is what I'm seeing. Like, this is where the holes are. And that's really beneficial. Yeah. Okay, I feel like the most elegant next step forward is honestly just is do you guys have energy? Like is there something here? Like Tammy, obviously there's something here. John, Will, Sinead, is there anything you could feel into? Like do you guys have anything right now? Yeah, is there active energy here? Or do you feel quite neutral? I'm pretty neutral. Neutral. Yeah. I don't understand the question. Yeah, that's okay. Just take it back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are you feeling emotion or do you feel like chill? I feel chill. Okay. okay. Thanks, Tammy. I appreciate you translating for me. Actually, Tammy did that a lot of times. When In one of the episodes, like, Will, I think, missed a point. And Tammy's like, wait, did you? She was like, wait, you need a system. She's saying you need a system. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what I was saying in a hundred words, but yeah, she translates to simple well. <laughs> yes. Okay. So why do men, okay, I'm just going to go, I'm going to acknowledge a person and then if you guys will, you don't have to 
go into a huge thing, but one or two words that come to mind for the person I think would be really helpful. And then we'll just sum up in a sentence what the best part of it was and the, the key takeaway. Does that sound good? Mm -hmm. All right. Action. Well, I really, I'm so amazed by you. I honestly think you're absolutely incredible the way you show up with vulnerability, the self-awareness that you have, your willingness to be vulnerable in order to get better and your dedication and how you show up as a friend. Everything that you've said to your friends has come from such a kind, loving, supportive place. And I didn't have a lot of interaction with you before this, but I, every person I've talked to, I'm like, I'm obsessed with Will. Like he is so incredible. And I, I just, I adore you and I adore how you show up for all of your friends. And I can't imagine if you showed up, how you show up here to, with your horses and with your career, how you couldn't be successful. And my only wish for you moving forward is to have a system to come back to neutral and anything that blocks that, which the main thing I see that would block that with you is the shame and, and not feeling worthy enough. And so having a system feeling that, coming back to neutral, competing, riding from that place, I think you will reach every ounce of potential that you have. And so Sinead, you can start, if you have like a reflection, we can go around clockwise is reflecting one or two words to Will. <laughs> okay. um, can I do more than a word? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I have so many words. Um, Will, I, I think I'm just so excited for you. I think I've known you for 20 some odd years. And I think the change and growth in the last um, few years has been incredible. And I didn't even realize the journey you were going on. And you make me laugh. I love spending time with you. and your authenticness and your vulnerability are so enviable. So I appreciate you so much. And I'm so glad you're one of my closest friends. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing I'd say about Will is you are one of the most genuine and humble people that I know with everything that you've accomplished, the fact that you still sort of look at yourself and question yourself to me looking from the outside is astounding because you're just, I mean, you're so accomplished as a competitor and a horseman and not that I didn't know it, but I know it even more now that like I could come to you with anything and you're just a genuinely good friend to have. And I appreciate that. That's my goal. Thank you. Wow. Mary, what do you got for your boy? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think all of those things and Will has very genuine and generous and I think it's a good example for all of us to follow because he's not only like that with his friends, but with his animals. And, you know, I, it, he, he's been, he's actually become one of my very good friends. So um, I think I'm, I feel very lucky to have you in my life. And I think your outer, your outer persona from people who don't know you is, is actually comical because it's not who you are at all. I mean, I think a lot of people put you in this category of um, that, that's nothing like you. So I, I, I just, it's been a real pleasure to, to have you as my friend and get to know you the last few years. I think you mixed up friend with Beyonce. <laughs> oh, right. 
I love I love all three of you guys and this has been <laughs> such a journey and such a such a cool process to be a part of. And weird because who wants to look at their own life and <laughs> weird. But I love you all. So thank you. Uh, I'll go clockwise. So, Sinead, your dedication and willingness towards mastery and, and greatness has really been inspiring and has brought out a new level in, in myself. And watching you go, go towards that and watching you go from wanting it from the outside to the inside and then stay from this inner alignment and create and how fast you've been able to make that transition and how willing you've been to look at your life, be uncomfortable and pivot has been incredible to watch and has definitely given me a mirror to like, where don't I move that quickly? And where don't I pivot that quickly? And I, I love being a part of it and watching it because I think you are absolutely great. And when you, when you own that, I'm really excited for, for all of your lights, like your relationships, your horses, and whatever performance goal that gets projected onto. But I know your life is going to be incredible. John, one or two words, or oh boy, I don't like my first. So I think the thing about Sinead is you are able to be one of the most driven great competitors that I know and at the same time raise up everybody around you which is pretty unique like just this experience here calling on us to come in and take part in this has helped all of us and I think as much as it makes me uncomfortable is going to help everybody who gets to hear and watch this and so I'm just very appreciative that you're a friend and that you're willing to um, be one of those people that I can talk to and get great advice from, and yet you're still willing to also ask advice and questions um, from other people. And I think that's a pretty, pretty amazing thing to be. I'm going to cry. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> hey, I don't want to do this for me, Natalie. If we can skip the stream, and Tammy. <laughs> you're always going to try and make me cry after that one podcast. Mm -hmm. No, I think, I think, Really, Sinead, like you, that I think John said it perfectly. Like you, you've always been, even before I really even knew you, you always have been somebody to kind of bring bring people up. Um, and your your humor and your ability to learn to get better, and it's a really awesome. I mean, you, I think. I think even watching you build your business and, you know, you guys buying a farm in Florida and it, it's been really, you know, I know it's, the road hasn't been super easy the last few years you had your kids and, it, you know, you see, you see these struggles, but as, as you're going through this, it's, you always have this positive light and, and it, I think it's, it's just, it's a, it's something that, and it, it's a great example to, to try to be. And, um, I don't probably enough people don't tell you 
you know, how much they appreciate it, but you, you do it to everybody, not just your friends. And so I, I think that's a really awesome quality. Thank you. Well, I could talk for a long time about all y'all, but I guess I will because no timer on me. But when I think of this time and our our time together on these on these calls, and I think of Sinead. Sinead is the same person on this call that Sinead is when she was second at Burley, that Sinead is when she fell at Jersey Fresh. And I have so much time and respect and admiration for you, for who you are and who you show up to be every day. And I watch you with your husband and your adorable children, and you are that person that you see in the barn on the way, that you see on the horse, that you see walking the horse, that you see coaching someone, that you see in the winter circle. And I think that is something that I aspire to emulate is you are slave. There is no, there's no facade about it. And, and, and I love you. And I've had a crush on you for a long time. Thank you. I thought we were engaged. I love those reflections. So good. And John, I've had a crush on you. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I introduced you to Brandon. I was like, Brandon, this is the guy that I have a crush on. You were like, no, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. You made a bit. John, you're you have an incredible mind and you I think you don't see yourself in the way that people see you like you're an incredible athlete and you show up to things with such an inquisitive mind you're so eloquent well-spoken and I think you think of things really thoughtfully in big picture and you methodically get to where you want to go and I think you do a lot of it with a lot of grace. And I've, I've known you for a long time. I've really admired you for a long time. I've really admired the way you show up to your wife, to your child, to your horses. And to get to know you in this level has been such a privilege. And I think what your takeaway was, this orientation to yourself and not really caring what others think is really going to serve you. And I can't wait to watch what unfolds because every this methodicalness is all about like you said you have a horse or, or a barn full of horses and i'm excited to watch what happens for you and you're so deserving of it such a such a good guy thanks this is so weird for you it is weird to, re to sit receive these compliments isn't it yeah i'm yeah, like biting my fingers off, ripping my fingers off waiting for my turn Wait, let me t let me explain why we have to do this though, so that when we when we do win, when when we're in the opportunity to win, these sensations don't overwhelm us. Like we can be with our greatness, and it's so good to have people that we respect reflect our greatness. And it is overwhelming. And breathe and drop into it. Well, thank you. I'm gonna embrace my Sith Lord and say thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, I'll go, John. I think John. You're one of those people that has a, an incredibly magnetic draw. Like, I love being around you. I love being around your family. I 
whether we're talking about something serious, it doesn't matter because I know in the next two seconds we'll be laughing about something else. And but what I love about all of that is in lightness, like you see people and you see horses and you notice things. And I even remember like when Tick and I were first dating, he was like sitting under a tree reading a book when I was cross country schooling at your property like 10 years ago. And he, I think he said, hello. And you like came over and said, I really like that guy like that, you know, and it was like, you notice energy around people and um, like you're, you're one of those people, and I can't remember exactly what you said, but when I have, there's been a few times when I've been going through some things and I've just known that you've noticed, and it's been, and you, nobody's had to say anything. And, um, and that's just such a powerful thing to have. Uh, so I really, I'm going to cry again. I'm still crying. I just really appreciate you, and um, I feel very lucky um, to know you. So thank you. Cool. Excuse me, John. I'm not going to cry, Sinead, but thank you. It's close. Very well, your turn. Make him cry. Okay, I'll go. Um, I, I, was, I will say that I think, John, that you don't actually give yourself enough credit for how all of us see you. I think just what you've done in our sport with Stacey and like how much you care about the sport and you don't even, you know, it's not just that you care, but that you actually take action is, um, is I think we need a million more of you. Um, I've always, I actually did have a crush on John when I was growing up, which is hilarious. He knows this. I think Jen knows it too. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, I, I have just always really, um, I mean, I think you're a phenomenal rider, and, and, but mostly just that energy that you give to our sports I mean, better is, is something that, you know, you don't see a lot of in people. And um, it's easy to be, you know, saying things, but then to put to action is really admirable. And I mean, all the other things that, you know, everybody else said, Obviously, you're already a great guy, but I, I think that you could come from any, anything from this. We all like really aspire to be somebody like you, and I think that everybody puts you in a pretty high regard um, in this industry. I, I just wish you believe that, you know, because I think that it, it, I think as soon as you do, then you will kind of hit the, hit the ground running. Thanks, Tammy. I appreciate it. It means a lot. Yeah. And you almost got me. That's... One thing I want to say before we move on is, as big a fan as I am of John, I am of Jen. Jen awesome. is incredible. Jen's, <laughs> love Jen is people. awesome. John I is only... I had more interaction with Jen. I love Jen. Yeah. John is only who John is because of Jen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the only thing that I can... Like when I think of John, like the first word that I come up with is dedication. John is the most dedicated person to his craft, to his students, to his wife, to his committees. Just your dedication to what you do 
like you are the most dedicated person I know. I wish I, 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 I want to harness that dedication and it's inspiring. Your dedication is inspiring. And that's the word I put with you. Thanks, Will. I appreciate it. You guys are the best. I love you all. Ron, so good. Okay, Tammy. I, I have the biggest, I have such a high respect for you. And before I got to know you personally, I saw you. I was one of the people I work with was State Autocross for you, like in a couple of different shows. And I saw the way you showed up with your horses and your staff and your friends. And I was like, who is this woman? I was like, I want to know everything about her. And then when I heard that you were coming on this mastermind, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait like to get to know her because I was admiring you from afar. And I could, and I came up to you one time, it's like, you're amazing. Congratulations. And I don't even remember what competition it was, but I know it's hard to take on inspiring, but you are, you've really, you've really done so much in the way you show up to this sport the dedication that you have, how you leave no stone unturned, how the care you take of your animals, the care you take of yourself as an athlete. I think you are truly such the real deal. And I think it's such a privilege that I got to be with you, speak with you. I'm in awe of you and how you show up. I'll, I'll go next. Candy, I, um, I, I have so many thoughts as well. I mean, I'm, I'm very proud to know you and to have known you for the last little while, but have really gotten to know you over the last few years. And I think it's a rare combination to be as, and I think it's intimidating, honestly. I think it's funny what you said to Will as far as, you know, the out, outside perception of you and when you get to know you, because I think you're such a strong character. Um, but within that strength, you are so thoughtful and so caring. And most of your strength comes out of complete and utter care for everything that you're doing and the people in, that are around you and your team and your horses. And it's bold and um, and it's super, super powerful. And for me, it's been so inspiring to watch your growth in the sport and, uh, and honestly getting to have more conversations with you. I don't even want to say like the growth as a, as a person, cause I haven't known you long enough to, to have to know that trajectory, but I, um, I'm just constantly impressed and inspired. It gives me anytime I kind of feel myself getting a little wishy-washy or a little, like, I just think about you. And, um, and I, I just, um, yeah, whether you like it or not, you're an inspiration to a lot of people. So sorry, <laughs> you're, you're that person. And it's not just because of it's it's like it's not because of the the one the success here and the sex, success there. It's it's like it's just it's who you are and it's what you're doing and it's 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 really powerful. It's really awesome. Okay, I'll try to keep it short, but I do have a little story to tell about Tammy as well that uh, <laughs> that I think is important to me anyway. So Tammy, I think you are, I was trying to think of something funny to say here, but it's really, I can't come up with anything, which is rare for me not to have something stupid to say. You are the toughest, softest, kindest person I know. You are, as Sinead said, and this is the thing, you are genuinely inspirational. You don't have to do anything different. You don't have to be anything different than what you are. It's not because 
you won Kentucky. It's not because you're dealing with big losses. It's just who you are. I remember the first time I met you thinking, who is this tough bitch from California? She's awesome. And then I got to know you and I was like, oh, fuck, she's also, sorry for the language. Oh, shoot. He's also incredibly kind and sweet and nice. And the story I was going to tell, which maybe to other people won't mean as much as it did to me, but I came out to Galway one year with a very difficult horse. And long story short, on the way to the start, it reared over on me and I fell off. And my air vest went off and I didn't know what to do because I was supposed to be first out of the box. And I had several people trying to throw me up on the horse, but I didn't have a vest to wear. And without asking, Tammy showed up with hers and just handed it to me. Um, and I think she said, you better not fall off because I need that. If you do, I'll kill you if you survive the fall. Um, which was all the inspiration I needed. And I went around, jumped double clear. But, yeah. That's exactly what she said. If you fall off, I'll kill you. But it was just like, I know it's probably not a big deal for other people to hear something like that. But at the end of the day, you took a little bit of a risk on at least the convenience and your routine in a really important moment for you to make sure that I was able to go and do my job. And it meant a lot to me. And it just is, when I think of who you are, that's just a really tiny example of the person that you are because you were in that moment of being the tough stone cold competitor that you are, you were kind enough to make sure that one of your friends was able to finish his job. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, Dillo. Um, <laughs> there's not enough time to really say who Tammy is to me. Oh. I think the, when I think of you, Tammy, and all of your success and all of your accomplishments, the first word that I think of when I hear your name is my friend. And no matter what stage we are on, whether it be in my arena at home or at Kentucky or in Auckland before the Tokyo Olympics, you're, you're just a friend. You are just the most amazing friend to your animals, to your people, to you're just a, you are the definition of a friend. And I'm so grateful that you are my friend. Well, mic drop. You guys, I'm so impressed by all of you. I mean, to the reflections and how you guys have come, the awkward situations that we've been put in and, and the short amount of time we've really spent together and to be able to have this level of connection and this level of safety and be able to reflect back these incredible things is, is just amazing. And I truly thank each and every one of you I'm so grateful that I got to do this with you. It's such a privilege. And I will be each and every one of your biggest fans until the end of time. And if you need anything, I am here and I want to be supportive in any way. And I just really thank you guys for showing up in the way you did. It's incredible. And I think it's really going to help a lot of people. And for me, it was such a, a privilege. And I'm so grateful. Thank you.
Natalie, I would like to say on behalf of all of us, thank you. I don't know anyone else who could have <laughs> managed this crew and had us all come out somewhat alive. <laughs> so um, you're incredible. And, and, and the way that you showed up from the beginning to the end has been amazing and professional and kind and caring and all of the ways that you needed to be. And so going with, able to go with the flow and be flexible um, and, again, help us all through some very awkward situations that we're just trying to be present for. So uh, huge, huge thank you. And to all of you guys, I know originally you guys just all said, okay, because I asked, <laughs> I don't ask for very much. So I appreciate it. And um, I'm excited to carry this on in some form or fashion. Yeah, thank you, Natalie. Yeah, Natalie, you're the best. I appreciate it. And I have to say, I've been now watching your social media a lot more and that's that's just inspirational in itself. You have a real zest for life. That's really cool to see. Oh, it's fun. All right, Mastermind Costa Rica. Mastermind to you, Costa Rica. All right, guys. <laughs> Everyone, we'll see you all soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. See ya.